Hi listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing you stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. On July 15, 1982, George Christ, a grave digger for Cedar Ridge Cemetery, was walking through a wooded area towards the rear of the cemetery when he came across a horrific discovery. Laying face up on the bank of a creek bed was the decomposing body of a young woman. Her face had been bludgeoned to the point that it was unrecognizable and a gold cross necklace was tangled in her hair. This is the story of the murder of Princess Doe. Cedar Ridge Cemetery is a small cemetery in the forest of Blairstown, New Jersey. Now, Blairstown was a farming community home to just over 5,000 residents in 1982, and it was a quiet little town without many disturbances, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, on July 15, 1982, George Christ, a grave digger for Cedar Ridge Cemetery, was walking through a wooded area towards the rear end of the cemetery when he came across this horrific scene. Laying face up on the bank of a creek bed was a decomposing body of a young woman. Okay, now, if you haven't figured it out yet, Jose, Princess Doe, a.k.a. Jane Doe. So, till this day, nobody knows who this young woman was. Oh, that's terrible. I'm already going to ruin this for you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think, wow, there's a Princess Doe. I just wasn't (laughs) sure. (laughs) Let me just clear it up for you. (laughs) Now... She was wearing a red t-shirt and a red skirt that was folded across her legs. Mm -hmm. Now, her face had been bludgeoned to the point that she was unrecognizable, okay? That's terrible. It is. But along with that, they found a gold cross necklace that happened to be tangled within her hair. Okay. George Christ notified police immediately and an investigation began. No identifying possessions were found on the body of the woman, and because of how she was found, the case was immediately considered homicide. Right. Okay. An autopsy concluded that she died of blunt force trauma to her head, but the weapon was never determined, nor Mm -hmm. was it ever found. Okay. Now, she was found without undergarments, but no evidence of sexual assault could be confirmed because of the state of decomposition So the killer, unfortunately, didn't leave any collectible DNA behind. Yeah, so it's really unknown if she was or not, right? Mm -hmm. But there was also, along with that, there was no evidence of drugs in Jane Stowe's system. But the medical examiner initially reported that there was alcohol in her system. Okay? Okay. But get this. Later, it was discovered that decomposition had made her blood ferment which made it impossible to determine if she was intoxicated at the time of her death how do you know that happened i didn't either i found that very interesting wow now it was clear that she wasn't incapacitated during her attack because there was defensive wounds on her arms and her hands Hmm. so whoever attacked her she fought back against them okay yeah now It was initially estimated that Jane Doe had been in the graveyard for two weeks. But then later it was determined that the moist air around the creek was likely to speed up the decomposition, making it appear as though she had been there for longer 
when in fact she was only there for just a few days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this case already had a lot of, you know, her face. They, they couldn't recognize the girl. Mm-hmm. And now the weather. It's the kind of decomposition, throwing yeah. things off, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, something else that's uncertain about this is that they're not sure if she was murdered in the graveyard or if she was dumped there. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Because, one, how did this guy just notice the grave, you know, the grave digger? Mm-hmm. If he's working there every day? But or maybe it just I guess, depends where it was, right? Right, which was in the rear back of the cemetery. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's a very, like, wooded area and then... You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But they do think that the approximate date of death is July 11th. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Jane Doe had been between 14 and 20 years of age when she was murdered and had shoulder length brown hair. Now, her eye color can also not be determined due to decomposition. Okay. She had a petite built standing between 5'2 and 5'4 and weighing about 110 pounds. Her left ear had two piercings, but there was no earrings in those piercings. Okay. Um, her right ear was too decomposed to tell if she had her ears pierced. Mm. Okay. So sad. Yeah. Now, she had blue eyeshadow on her eyelids and red nail polish on her right hand. She had received dental work throughout her life, and her two front teeth may have appeared darker than the rest, which would have been a distinctive feature. Feature, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, she was well-nourished and well-kept, so because of that, investigators didn't believe that she was homeless before her death. Mm-hmm. Now, Jane Doe had been wearing a, a red t-shirt and a red skirt with blue details and a peacock pattern. Okay. A gold chain with a cross was found tangled in her hair, and it was made out of 14 karat gold. So, because they found this 14 karat gold cross, this also indicated to investigators that this wasn't, that robbery wasn't a motive. Yeah. Okay, because they did find the jewelry pretty much, I mean, it was tangled in her hair. So, they weren't looking for jewelry. Investigators immediately assumed that the girl was local, but... When no one came forward to claim her within a few days, they realized that the case was much more complicated than originally speculated. And they were going to have to share the case nationwide. Right. So to help distinguish the case, Lieutenant Eric Kranz gave her the nickname Princess Doe. Okay. Hmm. And I will tell you more about the tragic death of Princess Doe after this commercial break. That was fantastic, Jose. You want to know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried. I opened up, and you don't get any. I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. And every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! 
We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click on the Wine of the Club Month link and sign up, we will earn a commission. You can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code HOLIDAY15 to get $15 off any four-month club, or you can use promo code HOLIDAY20 for $20 off any six-month club which sounds like a win-win to me. You get to stay home during this COVID-19 pandemic, quarantine by yourself, and your wines. And they ship free. What? Hey, Jose. So you know that during this pandemic, it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can save yourself that trip using Instacart. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. They find everything you usually buy. You can get smart suggestions for new items. They even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too. We are a proud affiliate of Instacart. So head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link. Now, let me tell you, the residents of Blairstown are amazing. Okay, because guess what they did? What do they do? On July 22nd, 1983, the residents of Blairstown paid for Princess Doe to get a proper funeral at Cedar Ridge Cemetery. So we're at the same cemetery where she was found. Mm -hmm. Now, she was buried just yards away from where she was found murdered a year prior. Her grave was decorated by local residents. And to this day, flowers and other offerings are frequently left there by Blairstown's residents who have claimed the woman as their own until she can be returned to her real family. Yeah, it's really thoughtful. It is. Now, her headstone reads, Princess Doe, missing from home, buried among strangers, remembered by all. This is obviously a constant reminder that Princess Doe has a family and home far away from Blairstown, New Jersey. Now, this case has been investigated for decades, using both old and new investigative methods. Mm -hmm. Many leads have been unearthed throughout these years, but despite the massive media attention, the case received several people claiming to have met Princess Doe. Really? Yes. How would they know, though? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so her name was never found out, hence Princess Doe, right? Yeah. But in 1983, police released photos of the clothing that Princess Doe had been wearing at the time of her death Mm -hmm. because of its unique nature. Right. Now, they hoped that it would lead to someone recognizing her, and obviously they were correct. Multiple people came forward saying they they had seen a woman just days before she was found. Now, the first witness claimed that she had seen the woman at a store near the cemetery. Okay. Another witness confirmed this by saying that they had seen a woman at the grocery store two days before her murder. She had been wearing her hair in a bun at that time. And this witness also reported that the woman seemed to have a stoic expression. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. You'd think, I mean, it's such a small town that if somebody saw a person that they're not used to seeing that it would be you know recognizable to them or noticeable right right especially again because of the type of clothing that she was wearing yeah you know we'll post that onto our website and our instagram but unfortunately no one of the witnesses had spoken to the woman but they were all certain that she was princess joe because of that unique clothing yeah okay 
Now, another witness revealed that she had seen very similar clothing to what Princess Doe was wearing in a clothing store in Long Island. Hmm. Now, the witness was certain that her clothing had been bought in Long Island, and police began to investigate disappearances in that area. They also checked school records for a girl matching the princess description, but no further leads could be found. It's kind of crazy, right? Because you think, okay, now they got to go investigate in Long Island. Right. Like now, which may not even be true, right? But you mm-hmm. think, oh, everything's kind of connected, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's like but a it's different not. jurisdiction. It's all so manual. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially back then. This is, we're yeah. talking about the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Now, a witness from Blairstown came forward to say that Princess Doe had been working at a motel near Blairstown. Now, this witness had actually spoken to the supposed Princess Doe and was told that she was a runaway from Florida. Interesting. So, yeah, we went from Long Island. Now we're in Florida. Okay. So Princess Doe also mentioned to this witness that her father was a dentist. Several other Mm. witnesses came forward after the first one to say that the woman had been working for various motels across New York, New Jersey, and Maryland under different aliases. Okay. Now, most of these tips came in from Ocean City, Maryland, where a woman matching the prince's description had been working. Okay. None of these reported sightings led to an identification. But they gave investigators an idea of who Princess Doe may have been. It seemed as though she was a runaway or at least estranged from her family, mm-hmm. right? Because nobody has re- reported her missing. Yeah. Now, starting in 1985, investigators in... Ooh, 1985, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> investigators in New Jersey became convinced that Princess Doe was Diane Janice Dye which was a teenager who went missing from San Jose, California oh, in, San in 1979. Jose? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're going to the opposite coast. Right. Now, Diane likely ran away on her own due to distress about her parents' marital problems. Okay. Now, a friend was the last person to see Diane in a mall and was told by Diane that she didn't want anyone knowing where she was anymore. Now, she was 13 at the time of her disappearance and would have fallen, obviously, perfectly into that age that investigators were given, which was between 14 and 20. Yeah. Okay. Height and weight range of Princess Doe was the same as Diane. Okay. Now, investigators became certain that they had finally identified Princess Doe. You're going to say but. (laughs) (laughs) But there were some people that didn't believe this to be true. Lieutenant Kranz from New Jersey had worked the case, and he was actually the one that gave Princess Doe her name, Princess Doe. Hmm, Okay. okay. Now, Lieutenant Kranz felt that investigators were rushing to find a neat and tidy conclusion for the case. So they just assumed right away, because Diane matched Princess Doe's description, they automatically said, that's it. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, Diane's family was also less than convinced by the match they found it unlikely that she would have traveled so far and they were actually holding on to the hope that diane would be found alive someday so they kind of just seemed to refuse that this princess doe was their daughter diane yeah now california investigators sided with diane's family as well so despite this new jersey police announced in a press conference that 
that Diane Dye was most likely their Princess Doe. Now, keep in mind, they, you know, announced this in the press conference yeah. without having actual identification. Yeah, there's no real evidence to, to cite that, right? It's right. kind of, Other oh, we have a hunch, so we think. The hunch and, like, it matches, like, her height, yeah. her weight, the age, It's kind of crazy, because how does that work for the open investigation in California? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now that's saying, oh, no, this is close and done. This is who it is. We found her. But yet over here on this side, they don't necessarily agree. They don't agree. Right. So, get this. Dental chart comparisons were brought in to try and confirm the match. Oh, good. But they were inconclusive. But somehow, investigators kept insisting that the match was the right one, although the case could not be considered closed without more evidence. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, Diane's family, particularly her mother, Patricia, became increasingly angry at the whole situation, which... Who wouldn't, right? Yeah, I bet. Now, for 18 years, this conflict would continue with some investigators insisting that the case was solved while Diane's mother insisted that Princess Doe was not her daughter. Mm -hmm. Then finally, in 2003, Patricia submitted a sample of her DNA to be compared with Princess Doe's. And get this. What? It was found that the two were completely unrelated. Oh, my God. Yes. And Patricia's intuition had been right all along. So frustrating. Isn't it? I mean, I would have been livid. I'd be pissed. I mean, because then it's kind of almost dis- like almost in a way stopping any progress being made in the and, true yeah, open case. Right. And, I mean, oh. they're both open cases. But yeah, like in her Patricia's own daughter's case. Yeah. You know, which is just unrelated by chance. You know what I mean? In this case over here, now you're closing it when you're still not even sure who this person is. Mm-hmm. So even though it wasn't a match, none of the parties were happy with the results. Yeah. Okay. Now, time had been wasted, how you're saying, both in California and New Jersey, and investigation on a hasty identification and Diane's family still felt disrespected, which... Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, you know? 18 years. Mm -hmm. It took 18 years to say, oh, here's some DNA so you can test it and to say, oh, yeah, sorry, wrong person. Yeah. So even though there was all this waste of time, get this, Diane's case also remains cold. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But an inmate on death row, I read that is suspected of Diane's murder. Really? Mm-hmm. But also, you know, the family refused to believe this and they hope that, you know, she ran away and started a new life somewhere and she's alive. Okay. Right. And if... In fact, she's alive. This would mean that she's around 55 years old. Wow, how much time has passed? Yeah. Now, in 1999, a new lead was uncovered when someone actually confessed to murdering Princess Doe. Donna and Arthur Kinlaw were a couple from Long Island who had been in prison for fraud and murder that they committed while running a prostitution ring. Wow. When Donna was arrested for fraud in California... She revealed that her husband, Arthur, had murdered three women from their prostitution ring. All were identified. Man. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the women she claimed he killed was Princess Doe. 
Now, when Arthur was arrested, he confirmed his wife's story that he had murdered three women between 1982 and 1984. Mm -hmm. Now, only two of the three women could actually be linked back to Arthur. Okay. So there, there was no evidence that Princess Doe had actually been involved with the couple or that she had even been killed by them. So no charges were ever pressed. And the confession could never even be corroborated. Right. Okay, so Arthur didn't have any new information to add about the woman he had supposedly killed. And he didn't even recall her name. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. It's just horrible. Like, yeah. You can't even remember a person's name. Like I know. That you killed? Like, what? I know. Now... Donna met with police sketch artist and the description she gave and the resulting sketch matched the composites of Princess Doe closely. Mm. However, neither Donna nor Arthur revealed any information about Princess Doe that wasn't already publicly available and widely known. Yeah. So, so due, yeah, exactly. Due to the efforts of investigators and Blair's town locals, this case has gotten a significant amount of media attention. It was widely dispersed by newspapers in the initial investigation, but eventually it made its way to TV. So this case was actually on America's Most Wanted. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And it was also featured in a program called Missing. Now, okay. despite the case reaching a wide audience, this didn't lead to any new clues in the case. Now, because of the age of Princess Doe was when she was murdered, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children took the case and made many contributions. They have aided in creating four reconstructions, okay? okay. The most recent from a 2012 CT scan of Princess Doe's skull. Wow. Now, this one is thought to be the most accurate because it's purely scientific and has no artistic flair to it. Yeah. In 1999, Lieutenant Kranz had Princess Doe exhumed for a DNA analysis. Hair and teeth samples were collected and later analyzed. The DNA extracted from hair sample is what used to rule out Diane Dye in 2003. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, these samples will later be used in 2012 for stable isotope analysis. Isotope testing analysis is in bone and hair that are unique to certain geographic areas. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, teeth samples can reveal where someone grew up or spent long periods of time. Whereas, really? Yes. This is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whereas hair can show where someone spent the last few months in their life. That is crazy. Now, interesting. It, it is very interesting. But the isotope test results showed that Princess Doe had likely grown up, grown up in southwestern or midwest united states arizona being the most likely state really mm -hmm. now hair samples show that five to seven months before her death princess doe had suddenly become a transient and moved towards the northeastern united states spending a lot of her time in long in the long island area which remember there was a witness that said yeah that there was in, the that, in that area yeah absolutely yeah. Now, these results confirm that the suspicion that Princess Doe may have been estranged from her family and had been in Long Island shortly before her death. Wow, I'm still in shock that they can figure that out. Is it? It's this. amazing. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, the isotope analysis also seemed to be consistent with the witness sighting of that girl 
working at motels in Long Island, in the Long Island area, in the months leading up to Princess Doe's murder. In 2020, a second exhumation was scheduled to get a more complete DNA profile for Princess Doe. But this time, the hope is to submit her DNA for genealogical analysis. Okay, so hopefully her DNA could match to a family member that entered their DNA into a system like, you know, 23andMe or Ancestry.com, right? Wow. Now, in November, the exhumation was successful, but DNA extraction was not. Really? Why? It's too late? Yeah, they were unable to get a viable sample from her femur, but are going to try her teeth and jawbone. Hold on, but are you saying that they're still going to try to do it? Yes, this is still ongoing. Okay. Her exhumation was paid by a grant and another New Jersey doe. The Tiger Lady is also receiving genealogical DNA research with the Princess Doe. Now, if DNA extraction is successful, Princess Doe could likely be identified through familiar DNA in the next few years. Now, this is one of the most obviously exciting recent developments in the case and is hoped to be the one that will finally result in princess doe getting her name back but as of today we still don't know we're just hoping that what they were able to extract from her teeth and her jawbone will be enough yeah i mean that's just crazy Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff that they were able to to test and do, and it, it's just great to hear that they're still doing that. And Isn't I'm sure it? it sounds like it's getting funding because you don't see this in many cases. No, you don't, you don't. But this is one of the most like, horrific and most I actually don't quote me if it's the longest, but I mean, for somebody from all the way to the 80s and they're still actively working this mm-hmm. case, that alone is just amazing. Yeah, because you know, Princess Joe's case is obviously extremely tragic, which makes the fact that she remains unidentified that much more wanting that much more of justice for her right Mm -hmm. like it seemed from the very beginning there was just so many obstacles the weather you know and not even being able to recognize her face and it's just it's it's horrible you know whoever did this needs to be brought to justice they need to pay for what they did to this person absolutely Now, something that I find amazing is that many people have campaigned this case and fought for Princess Mm Doe. And this is not the end of Princess Doe's story. And with new advances in science, we can only hope to have her name very soon. You know, something that's amazing, I just still can't get past the geological isotope testing. Mm -hmm. Like, I find that fascinating that they could figure out where you were based on even for periods of time in your life mm-hmm. based on this type of testing. It's crazy. Yeah. And I had heard about it. And even back when I was going to school for this, I remember um, very lightly touching about something that's similar to this, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily this, but I heard about it. And you know me, I'm very into my teeth and having them white and getting them white and clean. Yeah. I love the dentist. It's my Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> But to me, I just thought, and I don't know if it's because we're in San Diego, so we're so close to the Mexican border. Mm -hmm. I just thought that they were able to determine that only if you were like in a foreign country. Like if I would have had any work done down in Mexico and then my body was found here in San Diego, 
I felt that that was the only way that they can tell. Oh, because more of than likely, or whatever, right? More than materials. likely, she spent or she grew up in Mexico because her dental work shows techniques from over there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was obviously, you know, to this extent. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I don't know if it's just. I mean, I may be so what it was back then, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, this is this type of testing is absolutely fascinating. It is. It is. I mean, it just hopefully opens the door for 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 more research and additional cases being figured out i agree if you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com you can also follow us on instagram at podcast true crime weekly and please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and I would truly love it and appreciate it if you leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.